now it's time for the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, featuring health news, opinion, and insight from Wesley Chapel's concierge medicine physician, Dr. Tommy McElroy. And thank you for joining us. This is the Ask Dr. Tommy Show, and uh, this is Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm a concierge medicine physician in Wesley Chapel, Florida, and I'm glad you joined us today on this podcast. And today is a uh, auspicious or inauspicious uh, anniversary of sorts. Uh, it's been six years since the America Affordable Care Act was passed, and uh, otherwise known as Obamacare. And depending on you know, maybe what side of the aisle you're on or what your political stripes are, you may feel that it's a um, like I said, auspicious or inauspicious anniversary, but it does remain that there is a still, despite the law being passed and, and whatever your opinion is of uh, what it was supposed to do and what it did do, the, the fact remains that insurance is not affordable for the, a lot of people. And today I'm, I'm pleased to welcome back to the show Bill Cosart with MedFirst Med Partners. And uh, he's going to join us and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the different uh, a different way to approach paying for catastrophic uh, health care needs, and that's with the health sharing ministry. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me back. No problem. We were talking a little bit uh, before the show. We we're talking about health sharing ministries. What what is a health sharing ministry? It's it's uh, it's funny. I was introduced to it as faith based uh, health plans. It's just funny how you, there are different terms. It's it's quite fascinating. There's there are a few out there. There's one that I have become familiar with. I was just reading about it, and the reason why it struck me is that they are including direct primary care monthly fees. So this Liberty Direct is is a, one of these health sharing ministries or faith based ministries. And so what it does is in the Affordable Care Act, there's a carve out that says if you have a religious exemption to buying insurance, this is an option that you can you can purchase something like this, a, a plan, and then be uh, meet the requirements of the law to have coverage, quote unquote, and then also have a, um, a, a catastrophic uh, sharing amount that, that you're eligible for. And then you're saying they also some of them or at least Liberty Direct. Uh, will include the price of your membership for some direct cares. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, and, and so it's an interesting topic anyway, just the fact that, that there are these groups out here. And, you know, it's an alternative. And I, I wouldn't mind going back to ACA a little bit later on because I don't think it cares what side of the aisle you're on anymore. But mm -hmm. um, that this is, is a, a very viable alternative. It certainly satisfies the ACA. Now, you, well, let's talk about the ACA. In some cases, if you pick a bronze program and you don't mm -hmm. get a subsidy, you mm -hmm. will have a deductible for an individual of seven, $8,000, and mm -hmm. you will have a deductible for a family of around twelve. So who gets subsidies? How do they pick people who get subsidies? I'm not exactly sure. I think it's... Uh, it, just income-based, income right? But yeah, I, that's just what I assumed. Um, so if you if you uh, happen to be a full-time uh, full employed and maybe employed in a, uh, a well-paying job, then the likelihood of you getting subsidies is almost zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the small... Uh, you know, let's go back to the pizza parlor guy or the, uh, you know, the, the, the carpenter who works by himself. Or, you know, and he's trying to uh, pay for his family. 
get, I, I'm going to guess it's $800 a month for somebody yeah. of the family. And then, you know, the deductibles are all over the place, but that doesn't eat, that doesn't include anything. So with Liberty Healthcare or Liberty Direct, uh, explain how that works. So it, the difference is, is that you're not paying like a premium. They don't call it a premium. You, you, you don't have a deductible, but they, they have uh, amounts that function similar to that, and they're called different yeah, things. Yeah, you pay a share, and the idea okay. is it's a true pool. Again, I'm no insurance expert, but this is the idea, is that it's a true pool that you uh, you pay an annual membership fee and then um, a monthly share that you put in for either individuals, family, and they do break it down by um, some age brackets too. But let's say a couple, $300 for over 30. Okay. Then Mm -hmm. it would have not a deductible, but you are responsible for your first $1,000 of unshared amount. But that's, that's a lot less than most deductibles in insurance terminology. It's, 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 and then the premium, quote unquote, which is not called a premium, but a share amount, is also lower than what would be in the premium in an insurance model. And it's getting down to about a subsidized ACA model. That's about right. where I think subsidies are right. like you end up around two hundred, maybe one hundred, if you really like yeah. it. But then you, I, you know, maybe you should have been on Medicaid. But then yeah. even the 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 least deductible the what am I trying to say? The minimum deductible in the ACA, I don't know, is a couple thousand for the super platinum, whatever they're offering these days. I don't know. It's high and it's shockingly high, especially if you don't get a subsidy. So this looks affordable. And the ACA, everyone said, oh, I got to have health care, got to have health care, got to have health care. OK, technically you do. You've got health care for that catastrophic car accident where. You're airlifted out, and you wake up eight days later, and you've got a $200,000 bill. All right, mm-hmm. well, you're responsible for uh, less that less $8,000. Right. Okay, it's better than you know mortgaging right. your home and going underwater or sure. whatever. So it wasn't that bad. What this Liberty Direct group has done is they embraced direct primary care. And they mm-hmm. not only embraced it, they're reimbursing you for it. They have um, this stipend that they have. I do have this in front of me. It's for an individual, it's 60. For a couple, it's 80. For a family, it's 100. So in most cases, I know an awful lot of doctors who are charging on $50 less. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will cover the whole thing. Yeah, it will cover the whole thing. Or... If you're in a very expensive part of the world, it'll cover most of it and introduce you to direct primary care. I mean, it's um, so you, you and I, by doing this podcast, are really advocates for doctors and patients. OK, for, and to I, do something different. Mm-hmm. And I'm an advocate not to say do this, but I'm an advocate to say at least explore it. Because this is not something that you're going to hear from the uh, most, um, I'd call it establishment medicine uh, uh, venues. You're not going to hear this from the AMA. You're not going to hear this from, uh, you know, these kind of entrenched into the insurance bureaucracy type of 
practices and associations. So this is a little bit more on the leading edge. And uh, I think it's important that we at least we educate people and say, hey, look, there's this something out there that is different and you should explore it and then make your own decision. It's, it's not like you have to make this decision, but at least consider this. Yeah, and again, I, I had said it previously. I was fascinated but when I first heard about it. But then the fact that they uh, that they see the advantage to direct primary care, that they, they, this is, they know that they're going to, by paying up front, they're going to reduce the amount that people have to pay out of that pool. And this is like you were saying, for patients and doctors that do direct care and patients, this is a win-win in my opinion. And uh, so we're on with Bill Kostar with MedFirst Partners, and we're going to take a little bit of a break, then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about health sharing ministries, and then what does that mean? Does that mean I have to go to church every Wednesday or every Sunday and uh, bring a letter, or does it, is it something less, or what's the difference? And we'll be right back. When it comes to healthcare, Americans pay as much as 10 times more than patients in other countries. Isn't it time we demand better? Honest pricing, superior service, and the highest quality care. To find surgery pricing, and to learn more about our specialists, visit SurgeryCenterOK.com. And thank you for joining us back. I have uh, Bill Kosart with me, and we're uh, talking about health sharing ministries or faith-based uh, alternatives to the Affordable Care Act stipulation that you obtain insurance. So these are different ways that you can have a kind of coverage of your catastrophic medical needs and uh, pay less potentially than you are for uh, full full price uh, Obamacare or Affordable Care Act uh, type plans, and then also potentially have a uh, allowance or a stipend from uh, one of the, or at least from one of these companies that we're aware of to help you pay for your direct care membership. And some other the ones that we talked about, Bill, we said there's Liberty Direct is one. Um, uh, there's also, I know I'm aware of a Christian Care Ministry, which I think is used to be called MediShare. Uh, there's uh, Samaritan Ministries. There's another one. Um, uh, the, but basically the gist of them is, is look, we uh, recognize that under the Affordable Care Act, there was a stipulation made that if you have a religious exemption to buying uh, insurance, that you can say, look, I have an alternative where I'm also, quote unquote, covered. And the, the, there's a variety of ways that I'm, you know, I'm aware of some of them that are pretty, you know, strict that says, look, you have to have a, um, a letter or some type of you know, uh, some type of uh, official uh, documentation from your uh, minister or whoever is in uh, the representative from your uh, ministry to say, look, this person's active in our ministry. And then it goes to the other side where I think some of you can just basically take an oath or sign an affidavit that says, look, I have a religious exemption. You know, you have to say what church you go to. So there's a wide variety and they all take advantage of this carve out that is in the Affordable Care Act that allows you to have uh, uh, coverage without having a penalty yeah and you know it's just like anything else in this world you google it and you find mm -hmm. out and uh yes exactly i've that the i've heard that the requirements vary on mm -hmm. what you need I, everything you said is exactly what i've thought and you know this might be the right thing for somebody it might not be for others but it's again a great alternative don't feel you know don't feel scared i mean whenever you talk right. to somebody about any sort of health insurance. It's just, a, it, some people don't even want to talk about it. It's just so miserable. And it, Wait, and I, yeah, I spoke with uh, uh, one of our colleagues. I'm actually doing a, uh, a seminar 
we're doing a seminar called Optimize Your Life, Health, and Wealth. So if you're listening, it's on April 14th, 2016. Anyway, it's uh, going to be about finances on one end of it and wealth on or health on the other end. And we had a discussion where we said, you know what, for him and I both, a lot of times people delay talking about that because they don't want to, they don't want to, it's like something they just want to leave uncovered, you know, let sleeping dogs lie more or less. It's just like, I don't, I don't want to mess with it. And I just don't even want to think about it. It's like your taxes, are they done? Mine aren't. (laughs) I did mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had mine done actually, uh, within two days, thanks to my, uh, accountant, um, Marsha Weiss, you did a very good job. Um, back to, uh, you know, direct care. You know, I was in the Orlando Sentinels now uh, published. Uh, it was it was originally run in February, but I just landed on my desk here recently. It's called Concierge Medicine Expanding in Central Florida. And let's talk about that for a little bit because you do direct primary care as a business. And this is about an article that says this. It says Concierge Medicine is coming to the masses in Central Florida. And it is a company, it's called MyDirectMD, started two years ago and opened its first office in August in Orlando. And they plan to open four or five locations in Central Florida. What is your opinion about that? Is, is, you know, we talked a little bit before in our previous podcast, and if you haven't listened to that, I highly encourage you about why doctors and why uh, patients should choose direct care. But now we're taking a little step further. Why should doctors choose to go in direct care by themselves, or should they choose to go into direct care with an established uh, model that's like my direct MD? What's your opinion on that? I um, I personally just don't want to employ doctors. That's just uh, it's just a personal uh, preference. I think mm-hmm. this, it's a good model for. I mean, it's far better than working at a uh, hospital system. And you, they should be adopting the uh, direct primary care. You know what do we call it? Our <laughs> creed that you know it's it's longer appointments. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's membership based. It's really about wellness. And mm-hmm. uh, you know you are an employee, but it sounds like they are. Um, uh, you know it's just a much better lifestyle for the doctor. And now it falls on to the folks at Direct MD to have business development people bringing in uh, the mm-hmm. patients. So it takes you out of that part of it. And um, I think I told you once, you know, I just had a doctor. I tried to show what it'd be like to call on businesses, and it just was a disaster. It's overwhelming for some it's people. Ter- yes, I realize that. It really is. And it just, you know, walking in without an appointment and, and asking to see the head of a, a company. Well, it's, I, I don't think you guys realize if you throw on a white coat, <laughs> you could probably just march right up there. You know, yeah. it, it's always best. Act, I've always learned that you just act like you know what you're doing. You know, I got to tell you the other thing, and this is left over from my uh, my old career. If you have a suit on with a hard hat and a roll of plans, you can, you can go anywhere. Anywhere on the. And you ask him, you don't even know where you go. Where is the vice president's <laughs> office? I need to speak with him. This is these plans are wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Who I are mean, you? You can get into the elevator shaft. It's yeah. just it's awful. <laughs> it's you know it's just. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. I mean, yeah, this is kind of a, a weird segue. But oh, going back to uh, Liberty Direct, they are also available for um, employers. You can provide, you can get a health policy for your employees from Liberty Direct, and that's that's with or without direct primary care. 
So wow, that's now the direct primary care doc who has signed up. And this is something that I'm looking into doing myself. This is how mm -hmm. I learned about this is all right. So now the direct primary care doctor has people brought in uh, from Liberty Direct or the doctor can go out and call on the local businesses and say, I bet you never thought of this. Here's a two pronged approach. You can get me or you can get me alone as mm -hmm. someone to take care of your uh, employees or believe mm -hmm. it or not, there's something called faith based health plans that are out there. But e so there's kind of like your uh, compliment, but having an official capacity. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, any direct primary care doctor, whether you, you know, you're going to be using this faith based or not. I always say the employer is the holy grail. It, it, that's the hardest part. If somebody goes out and hangs a shingle is you have to learn how to walk into a company and just ask to meet with somebody and, uh, and, and show the benefits of what you do. And I think the benefit too of, uh, having an option like my direct MD, at least from a patient or I'm sorry, from a physician standpoint is it gives you the option. Potentially there's another one, uh, med lion, which is another large, uh, primary care, uh, company, direct primary care company. And they're open up offices and recruit physicians directly. And that's a great option, especially we talk about the shortages of family physicians and, uh, how that is a problem. And, um, actually, Dr. Robert Steves, who I recently interviewed, he said that, you know, what he's doing is the logical way to increase the amount of family or uh, residents who are going into family uh, practice, because it shows that you can actually do family medicine the way that you had in your mind, the way you want to, if you do direct, direct care. But I think if, if someone came out of residency and they said, look, I want to do direct care, but I, I don't, I don't either, I don't, I don't have the desire. I don't think I have the ability to start my own practice. Then certainly uh, going to one of these uh, companies that has set up networks is a good option. Yeah. Uh, others come to mind of I Iora. Um, they're here in Massachusetts. Q-Lions. Q-Lions. Yeah. They, they really helped out the um, uh, industry by providing, uh, you know, sharing hard data mm -hmm. on, a reduction in ER visits, reduction in hospitalization, inpatient. And then MDVIP, of course, is another big yep. one. Yep. yep. Uh, on the uh, on that and and uh, going back to Med Lion, he also has that Med Wand. Yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty interesting. Fascinating uh, tool that um, it's you know it's about the size of a TV remote and it makes uh -huh. what vitals for the heart. It can look. Like look in your ears yeah. and things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So that should be, um, you know, he's going to have a, a – spoke to him about it. He would prefer to have only his doctors have it, but this, he huh. will he will um, have that available to people. And that's just going to be a big rural health uh, saving. It's going to be yes. phenomenal. I mean, it, it's, it's one thing to do telemedicine, whatever we want to call it. Over the phone, Over the, like, yeah. oh, my throat's sore yeah. and this, that, and the other, but it's better to have visual. Yeah. You know, so, we do the similar thing, except we don't, we don't have the, you know, we can't listen to their heart, but, you know, we'll have them, you know, take pictures and things like that and send them. We had the exact same thing on vacation. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but uh, just took a photo of a uh, 
uh, one of us brushed against coral while snorkeling oh. and got a terrible uh, infection. And, and your doctor was able to diagnose that over the phone and no say, No problem hey, at all. That's great. Yeah. This is Bill Cozart. We're talking about uh, direct primary care, and we're talking about health sharing ministries, Alternative Affordable Care Act, and uh, we'll be right back. Echelon Health is proud to present our Ask Dr. Tommy series. We invite our patients and friends, local businesses, and you to come and meet our health panel, network, and have fun. Located on site at Echelon Health in Wesley Chapel. For more information, go to AskDrTommy.com. And thank you for joining us again. This is Ask Dr. Tommy Show. I'm Dr. Tommy McElroy. I'm speaking with Bill Cosart of MedFirst Partners. And Bill, you've got a you've got a uh, conference coming up that you're going to be uh, speaking at. Let us know about that. I do. Thank you. And uh, uh, it's, it's being uh, put on by our friends at Direct Primary Care Journal, who I mm-hmm. I feel like we're uh, this whole podcast is being uh, sponsored by. But he, he well, you know, they are probably the the trade. Uh, publication uh, that in concierge medicine for what we do, isn't it? He really is. I mean, he yeah. does. He has at least two uh, direct primary care journal. And, and congratulations to Michael Tatro. And I just recently saw they're celebrating 20 years now with a concierge medicine day. I believe I saw that on LinkedIn. So congratulations. That really Michael. is. That's that's impressive. I mean, uh, to and yeah, he really has because of the polls. That just that's, and his and his publisher. I forgot. Yeah, and he just—I mean—he's he's a great guy. He's very reachable, um, and he shares the information, and uh, he's great. So he is having us on May twenty-fourth, four thirty, five thirty, in Atlanta at the IHC Forum and Expo Center, and uh, it's myself, it's his publisher, and uh, some other folks as well. So it's a panel of six of us. Um, how can we get the website? Where do we go to I find that? I would definitely go to Direct Primary Care Journal. Uh, okay. I will probably put it up on MedFirstPartners.com as well um, okay. when I think about it. But it's you know we're getting into that season where um, there's a lot of these. Uh-huh. Um, what are you going to be speaking about? It, it's really whatever they ask me to. I do have okay. some paperwork I have to fill out <laughs> on it that I'm a little behind on, but I, uh-huh. uh, you know, I can think on my feet. It's really, I really would just there to answer what people's questions are. Number one is always how do I start and how do I get members? And you and right. I have touched on that. Yes. And, um, you know, can I, is it legal? What would happen? Uh-huh. And is it ethical? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, just those, you know, uh, I know I told this story before. The doctor, one Friday she was on fee-for-service, Monday she was DPC. Yeah. The yeah. mother was in the room, and the child had a scratchy throat. She swabbed the kid's throat. That She was not yeah. scheduled, and she had a panic uh-huh. attack thinking, what code do I use? And then said, I right. don't have to. You know, I saw something on LinkedIn. There was a person who posted a, uh, I guess it was a receipt from a, a bill. I think it was 1961, maybe. I've been to that was, hospital. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. It was a, <clears throat> I guess it was a delivery, a vaginal delivery, and it was like $45 or something like that. And, but it was just so great how everything was yeah. rounded up. It was- yeah, and I posted a sarcastic comment. I said, where are the CPT codes? Where are the ICD-9 codes? Yep. Which which federal agency authorized these charges? You know, because it's, you know, like the simpler time. It was it was just, I mean, and everything was $10, $20. You know, it was just, yeah. just covered. 
And um, it, it just made so much more sense. What do you like to do to relax? I know we were talking a little bit earlier about music. You you got an interest in some some classical music. Tell us about I, that. I do. I uh, yeah, I'm pretty varied in music. But uh, as you get older, sometimes just having classical music running in the office uh, really helps. I one of the best things I have is is Sirius Radio, and that, it's just uh-huh. because they're dedicated channels, and right. you don't have commercials, so you can go from my youth in my 20s of the late 80s music uh mm-hmm. to uh you know a, a channel dedicated just to classic rock to classical and uh that's what i love about it it's just so nice and uh but uh well, you should try it as a relaxation technique what's what's some bach beethoven all those that's rock classical music, right? off is a, yeah. another favorite and uh it's just uh it's it, it i don't know it's a great background for you they say that if you play classical music to children, that enhances their intelligence. I think I remember reading that. And I believe it's mathematically. Yeah. It's supposed to yeah. be a mathematical precision to it, yeah. and that's about think, as much as I know. <laughs> one of the most fascinating individuals is Beethoven, and you know how he was able to overcome his disability and do the things that he did is amazing. It's it's beyond amazing. I almost wonder if there's a little hyperbole there. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's almost fantastical to think about it. I said that he put a pencil in his teeth and then put that to the piano so he could to tell what the the notes were supposed to sound like because he couldn't yeah. hear it. That's amazing. Yeah. Tell us again, uh, when is your conference and uh, yep. how can we find out more information about that it? That one is uh, Direct Primary Care Journal is uh, May 24th at IHA. I- Excuse me. Let's start again. IHC Forum and Expo in Atlanta, May 24th. And you have another conference you're going to put on by Physician Transition at the Greenbrier. Tell us, the Greenbrier's got an interesting history, and it was kind of like a secret bunker for Congress. What was that about? It was. It was in the Cold War. They built it in uh, 1958, 112,000 square feet underneath this very beautiful old hotel, and it was a secret until the 90s. Uh, just they, a fascinating thing. So that is one reason that I would like to uh, attend this conference. And, of course, the uh, it's the folks at uh, physiciantransition.com. So it's kind of like a, a think tank. It's going to get together the best minds, kind of like the Manhattan Project of it, uh, <laughs> concierge medicine, maybe. What an excellent metaphor. <laughs> uh, yes, perfect. And that's why I did – there was something in the back of my mind that this is really interesting. They – um, you come together, and I really think that every family physician, I, I think surgeons as well, as you as mm-hmm. they're working, say if there was a device that did X, it would mm-hmm. really make our day easier. And, or you know, you know, if, if there was an app that did this, mm-hmm. and so yes, you come together at the Greenbrier, and you all sign non disclosures. And you oh. discuss your uh, your plans. That's really cool. Your idea. And then you, but you're free to take the information, obviously, with you, and then develop in your own way. Well, you you could develop your own the idea right. you but, came with. Yes, the idea right. is that the, every, you get exposed to these other people who help you think, and 
It'd be like if Bill Gates and uh, Steve Jobs and uh, Larry Ellison, they got together before they started their businesses and kind of like did something, cooked up something and then took all these great ideas and became billionaires. I really think the, I love the idea of this because it's, this is the season where you have all sorts of these conferences coming up. And I love that idea because I imagine what is going to happen is the best time is going to be not the, the forced networking, but two guys standing on yeah, the porch saying cocktails and networking. Yeah, it yeah. really saying, you know, uh, we're something similar here. And yeah. um, it, it's, I mean, what a great idea. Just a free flowing idea. You feel secure um, in sharing your idea. And, and the uh, folks at Physician Transition, um, I have good whiskey and cocktails, I imagine. I, I'm even whiskey and cigars. That's what and, I'm thinking of. Yeah, you know, outside cool. and so they have the expertise to help uh, bring you, take your idea, and you know, help you start going with it. And uh, so I just thought that would be, you know, it is that time of year where you start going to different ones, and so you can come listen to me and. Atlanta, or you can go to a very historic hotel and have, uh, uh, you know, a symposium think tank. Uh, th- th- those are my two offerings so far. Well, thanks, Bill, for joining us today, and uh, uh, make sure to check out Med First Partners. Um, that is Bill's business, and he does a really valuable service for giving a lot of knowledge and guidance and hand handholding kind of on the way to uh, getting from insurance-based practice to a direct primary care practice or concierge medicine so that you can work directly for your patients and cut out the middleman. Bill, thank you for joining us today. Thank you very much. Anytime. And until next time, uh, please follow us on AskDrTommy.com. Also, you can go to AskDrTommy.com or AskDrTommyShow on iTunes, and uh, you can uh, get the feed there. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. For more show news and information, go to AskDrTommy.com and be sure to follow Dr. Tommy on Facebook at Echelon Health and on Twitter at Tampa Direct Care. To learn more about Echelon Health Concierge Medicine Practice, visit Echelon Health online at TampaDirectCare.com.